welcome to another episode of Fans in Motion. As Andy would say, the only podcast you didn't know you need. And then he says something else and some song lyrics. And if you remember the last episode, I think he did like two and a half songs worth of lyrics. We're not going to do that. But today we have this very, very special, very special guest. Very special. Joining Robin, Lisa, and I is the man, the myth, the legend, all-around gentleman, uh, Mr. Eric Levy of Night Ranger. Let's give him a hand. Woo! <laughs> there we go. Oh, thank you. It's Eric, always, welcome, always Eric. a pleasure hanging with you guys. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think, uh, you know, what is this? Probably the fifth, sixth time you've joined us. Um, you know, what is a Saturday Night Live? If you host five times, you get like a... <laughs> like a, a special robe, robe or coat or something. And uh, well, you did send me a fancy motion t-shirt. So. Yes. Yes. There yeah. you go. Uh, it have been working that today. Actually. Listen, you be careful wearing that. Uh, the ladies will try to tear it off of you um, <laughs> because those are sought after. Um, so uh, yeah. Oh, Oh, we got a wing chung. We got a wing chung. Oh, that's a good still one. Still doing it. That's a, that's a mm. good one. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're we're still messing with Lisa's connection, so don't be distracted when she starts Wang Chung. Um, so with this episode, I posted on the Facebook page that we were going to have Mister Eric Levy of Night Ranger Garage Mahal on the episode, and uh, Garage Mahal gets a mention. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Or uh, American Drag. We can even go back to that. Wow, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, or the, uh, what was the other band? The Breadsticks or something like that? What was oh, the... Burnt Toast. Burnt Toast. <laughs> that was my, like, working, successful, yeah. Yeah. Listen, Northwest Starbucks of Chicago, yeah. I knew it was a flower product. Um, so, uh, um, yeah, I put on the Facebook page, listen, you have a question for Mr. Eric Levy of Night Ranger, Garage Mahal, and Burnt Toast. And uh, <laughs> people were like, yes, we do. And then they put them in the comment section, and we shall go through them right now. So, wonderful. strap on your safety belts. Uh, get ready to rocket through the sky, because we are going to let it run and get eric levy some questions so the first question eric levy well the first person that, that uh, commented when i said hey leave a comment below if you want you know to ask eric levy a question and marty leclerc just said no uh, <laughs> i laughed so hard at that <laughs> <laughs> uh, your uh, comment too <laughs> well i just i just wrote fuck what are we going to do now uh and then she replied i do not know so um you know, I'm always amazed. Good that, stuff. You know, yeah, you know, like you're, you're, you know, like you'll be out in public and you run into people and like you're, I'm just like, sometimes I'm like, how did this fucking person live to be 53 or however old they are? You know, you think they would just like walked off a cliff somewhere, just not paying attention or something. But, uh, anyways, that was the first one. I got off to a great start. Um, Amanda or Orlowski, she's probably pronouncing her last name wrong. If, um, what is your favorite song, Eric Levy, to perform? Um, uh, oh, wow. 
I guess uh, it's it it sounds cliche, I know, but like Sister Christian for it, to be a keyboard player, do, uh, that's that's just a special. I mean, that's <laughs> that's not the kind of moment for a keyboard player you get in other bands where it's you know it's it's like I start the song. And then it's, you know, Ke Kelly starts singing it and inevitably at some point he just turns it over to the crowd, you know, and it's like wherever we are, people know that song, and, you know, so I, I get to just be hanging out, playing, accompanying this, uh, all, all these people singing out there. I mean, that's just, you know, I never want to take that moment for granted. And I said, you know, that that's 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 special. But it's but as far as like for songs, we don't play all that often. Um, I love Call My Name. Uh, oh, man, Jack. Jack mm -hmm. kills that one and it's it's like this you know slow like kind of build up and and by the time we get to the end and the guitar solo and it's totally epic and yeah I love mm -hmm. it Lisa Robin what did you guys think of call my name at the second annual Danny Repepi Memorial concert in Cleveland at the Playhouse Theater at whatever square uh featuring the Contemporary Youth Orchestra oh I was so happy they played that <laughs> Yeah. Robin, Robin. Oh, nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, it was Playhouse. And uh, I mean, I think I had seen them do at song like once or twice before the show. But with the orchestra, I, I could hear it a little bit. I couldn't hear it as well where I was at, like down in the orchestra pit. I was probably fifth row. So, but I mean, oh, it right. always sounds good. <laughs> I saw the rough, you know, some rough uh, cuts of, you know, the the DVD that's going to come out. Uh, you know, not the final product, but I made sure that, you know, I got to see Call My Name and ah, it's good. You know, but, it, it looks yeah, I can't wait for yeah. that. Uh, all uh, the... Brian Isley, shout out to Brian Isley. He's, mm -hmm. he's the one who shot our uh, uh, truth video as well. He, he just hit it out of the park. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. the footage I've seen just unbelievable. And, and he and his crew were just like, you know, the, the easiest easiest people to, to be around and working with i can't say enough great things about about him yeah yeah it's going to be uh it's going to be a great release so there you go eric's favorite songs perform sister christian call my name now i was going to probably my guess would have been a song probably like starts out like maybe eddie's coming out tonight or something like that a song where you're not actually playing but it gives you time to do those 12 ounce curls real, real quick. Um, <laughs> I actually you know. am playing at the beginning of these coming out tonight and I have to use both hands. So it'd be kind of tough ah, to be right. beer. I, I'd need Carrie to be like pouring it in my mouth for me <laughs> while I'm holding it down. Well, what's going to work? Teamwork. Um, <laughs> so uh, there you go, Amanda. There's the, uh, the answer you so desired. <clears throat> Carrie and something. She wants to know, do you have any pets? Oh, not at this time. No, not at this time. <laughs> I and it's not it's not that I don't like animals per se. It's uh, you know the responsibility of it, and my kids want pets for sure. But it every time the conversation comes up, I'm like, you know, okay, cool. Like, which one of you is going to volunteer to? like, you know, take each little like piece of dog hair off all my stage clothes before <laughs> I have to leave on tour every weekend. And, uh, and, and nobody volunteers. So that I'm sounds like, okay. like that's, that sounds like a repeppy job. <laughs> oh, no, he has enough jobs. 
like you know you basically give him a a jacket that looks like a german shepherd i need this uh cleaned up bud um yeah i'm I'm the same way you know i've been thinking about getting my kid a dog but i've always been a cat guy because i'm i'm very fond of animals that poop in boxes you know so I, uh, I, cats are my favorite too yeah. uh, absolutely nice. i grew up with I, we had uh five cats yeah. the majority of my growing up years they it's they were all over the place yeah yeah, yeah so, it's, it would be fun eventually i guess or when, once they come up with some kind of formula where cats don't shed anymore then i'm all in yeah well i think if if uh if you have young children i think that kind of qualifies as pets um you know you're cleaning up shit and throw up everywhere so uh i mean same thing right uh michelle webb michelle webb she wants to know inquiring minds my friend is jack blades happily married or do i have a chance with him (laughs) that's a question for me yeah (laughs) um i i Jack is happily married. Uh, Molly is wonderful, absolutely wonderful human being. Um, you know, Michelle? I'm not going to say you don't have a chance, though. What, <laughs> Mich- what do I know? Yeah, I mean, Michelle, with the uh, right amount of uh, sedatives and duct tape, anything's possible. <laughs> um, speaking from experience. Uh, and hey, you know what? Maybe set your sights on Brent or Andy. Um, Chris, uh, uh Maneo, something like that. Sorry, Chris, uh, if you pronounce your name incorrectly. When is Night Ranger coming to Utica, New York? Eric, oh, when? Not just New York, Utica. Utica. I wow. My um my fa- my favorite memory of Utica, I think uh Night Ranger had a show. Oh uh like a pre-hockey game show in Utica. And oh and I and I remember that the Hanson brothers were there, like from from that old yeah. movie, uh, 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 Slapshot. Slapshot, thank you. All new. Yeah, they, I thought you know, and they had like the Chiefs jersey. I was like, that's just the coolest. So we, uh, yeah, uh, but we played this show outdoors, and it was like freezing cold, and it was like raining sideways. So it's like raining on my keyboard, and I'm like, oh, I hope it keeps working. I'll just keep playing. And but everything <laughs> went great, and then we uh, went inside the the venue and and saying the national anthem and unfortunately though we didn't stick around for the hockey game after all that but utica new york uh, upstate new york in general just uh, yeah salt of the earth uh, people yeah. there are absolutely wonderful would, would love to be back there anytime we need uh lisa and robin for your your homework for next week is to uh watch slap shot <laughs> i should yeah. watch it again too it's been a while as one for me uh, as well. I've never even heard of it. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Yep, Check it out. You, um, you know, and back it up with Strange Brew while you're at it. Uh, now that I've seen. <laughs> so longtime listener, first time caller, John Juanito Davey has a few questions. So uh, his first one, Mr. Eric Levy. How tough was it to arrange all the parts for you and Carrie to fill in for Brad when he missed a few shows and yet it still sounded exactly like night ranger so you know it was just a little uh info like you know like do you kind of just play brad's parts on your keyboards or does 
you know, Carrie move over to Brad's parts and you play Carrie's, you know, how's all that work? Oh, uh, for, first of all, you're, you're very kind to say that, that we, we still sounded like Night Ranger. I mean, you know, it, Brad is such a quintessential part of the sound of the band to me. It's, you know, it doesn't matter who, who you try and replace him with. There's, there's no replacing a, a Brad Gillis. You know, he's, he's just got such an unmistakable voice on the instrument. Um, and, and we definitely missed him. All that being said, um, yeah, there were a combination of shows. Brad had to miss some shows. Uh, Carrie had surgery, so he had to, he had to miss at, at some point. And I, um, I, I kind of ended up doing a, a similar strategy for, for, for either guitar player being missing, which is, which is that, um, like if, if, if I just like play single notes and try and play like the exact same notes that the, that the guitar players are playing, it's, it, it's just not going to sound as cool. I'm not going to be able to do that dual guitar thing, even if I use the pitch bend. I mean, I can kind of sort of get close to it, but it's what I was finding really seemed to, to fill things up the best was I was just uh, playing, uh, playing the playing uh, quarterly and, and kind of, do I have this on? This might actually be on. the camera oh, there we go some behind the scenes <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so um oh an example might be uh um secret of my success well that's precarious uh where uh uh there's a uh dual guitar solo in the middle that's um up in the long bell signs. So I found, yeah, if I if I would just kind of like fill it up, it, it it's not gonna do, you know, I'm never gonna, it's not gonna sound like Brad, but it's at least it's gonna fill out the the sound of the overall thing and you know, let one guitar player be, be able to kind of be the lead voice on top of it. That, that's how I approached it. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, definitely sound wise, you guys, you know, covered and made it sound true to traditional Night Ranger. The only thing I think if that, ha that situation comes up again is, you know, Night Ranger has always been a dual guitar band. And you, even though you musically are covering it, I think we need the two guitar players out there so instead of you being on just the mounted keyboards i think the keytar uh, needs oh to no. make, yeah so what you're doing is like you know like sing me away you and carrie are both doing all the the core you know choreographs but you know you're still covering it on keyboard so uh yeah at the I, next uh, i'm really kind of kind of shy it's i don't know shy is not the right word but it's i, I like being on the side of the stage you know I'm, yeah so it's <laughs> yeah. I, I like having like the comfort of you know i have Listen. a keyboard in front of Listen. me I, all i gotta do is get all, all i gotta do is get jack on board that's all i gotta <laughs> do <laughs> i get jack on board you're out there um better than behind the curtain like uh other people yeah. <laughs> so uh so there's uh question number one from juanito davy uh when will night ranger come back to being norcal's house band and stop being ohio's house <laughs> band um yeah uh 
Night Ranger does love Ohio the last couple years. Uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Uh, <laughs> Isn't uh, the argument that a Cleveland radio station broke Night Ranger out? Like how Rush got yeah, their with, like, radio uh, play? With so like, there's that argument. <laughs> oh, there's Sister Christian. Uh, what was it? WMS or something like that up there. But uh, listen, I like uh, Night Ranger being Ohio and Wisconsin's house band. Um, question number three. I answered that for, for you there, John. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, right. Any chance for a Garage Mahal reunion tour and new album? Wow. There is a Garage Mahal question. Um, actually, I had a good uh, two-hour phone conversation last night uh, uh, with uh, Alan Hertz, who, um, so I, Alan's, Alan's really the dude who's, who started the band. And, um, and there were, and there were four of us and this was 2000 through, uh, I think Alan left the band in 20, uh, 2009 and I left the band in 2011 to join, uh, Night Ranger. Um, so at, at this point, uh, Garage Mahal is, uh, um, the, the two other, uh, members, uh, Kai and Fareed have, uh, replaced us at this point with, with a different, uh, drummer and keyboard player. And, you know, I'm, I'm I'm uh, I'm grateful for all those years that I spent with them, and and who knows what the future will bring. But but at at this point in time, I I couldn't be happier doing what I'm doing, and and you know, <laughs> being I here like with the guys, answer. Motion, yeah. no, you know, well, hey, we're about to go play Puerto Rico and yeah. do the Rock Legends. You know, it's it's like it's and things are just going so great well, in this band have been for 12 years I, i'm in the right spot you know how on you know night ranger pages and stuff there's always people asking about you know when's jeff watson you know going to be back or it's not the same it's not the same without fits if you go listen to the uh the garage mahal podcast out there it's the same thing they're like listen <laughs> not the same those multiple garage mahal podcasts yeah, so it's uh it's not the same without Le levy and alan man uh you know you may like that new lineup they do okay but uh you know if it's <laughs> if eric's there not twinkling the keys uh i just don't want any part of it so uh, yeah and, uh, obviously the the guy who's playing keyboards for him now this guy uh osam uh Ezeldeen, he's uh uh oh just absolutely burning insane chops keyboard players so it's you know it's, I, I think I feel like they're in good hands. They they got a killer player in, in in that band right now, and they are, you know, like we said, you know, got new members and they are doing dates. So I would suggest <laughs> you uh, go to uh, Garage Mahal something Facebook and track them down, and you can uh, go see the Garage Mahal minus Eric Levy. And uh, of course, if Garage Mahal starts taking off, you will hear from uh eric's attorney um for uh, <laughs> um, get that cease and desist letter out yeah, there like listen man uh, you know where's my uh where's my cut in this and john's <laughs> last question what deep track gets the strongest audience response when you and the guys break it out at a show so what deep track do you think the fans wow. respond to when you guys occasionally break it out which one gets the best response? Um, wow, I don't even know. I don't even know how to answer that. I mean, I, Is I, would, there... I would say like some of the deeper tracks you guys play, um, 
you know you got passion play and go good oh yeah passion play um that that seems to get a good good seven wishes you know or some of the yeah seven although usually when we do seven wishes we do it uh like second so it's we don't really take the pause time to really you know hear yeah. much of a response as, as soon as the song ends i'm like you know hit hitting that drone to start singing me away yeah um passion play does pretty well um so that's uh, a fun one to do yeah I'd, i kind of wish we would play play rough even though those, oh, the lyrics love that. Are <laughs> yeah the lyrics are cringy i'll be the first to say <laughs> but 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 that but musically i think it's great yeah. it's yeah it is what it is i think it'd be a good song to open with i mean they used to open with it back you know in the on the dawn patrol and early uh midnight madness states but um but yeah so steve scott i've seen night ranger six times dating as far back as the midnight madness tour the last couple of times have been the same song lineup I love you guys, but I cannot see shelling out money for a show I've already seen. How about a tour of deep cuts instead of the usual songs your audience is loyal and you should repay them with a different set lineup? Well, I will answer this one, Steve. Number one, if they did that, it would be us five or us four, Robin, Lisa, myself, and you, Steve, seeing it. Because uh, as much as we like, you know, here she comes again off of Man in Motion. Uh, the other, you know... 1995 people there have no fucking clue what that song is so um but i think night ranger has been doing a pretty good job the last couple of years throwing some stuff in there they've been playing breakout you know some new stuff off the new record uh bring it all home wasted time which was excellent we've heard what we've heard call my name seven wishes passion play why does love have to change sometimes gets thrown in there mm-hmm. um for what it's worth too i would say that um you know it's it, it it's not like the band isn't aware of of you know like hey you know we're just playing the same songs you know for for people and you know wouldn't it be cool if they could come to a show and hear something different for a change but it's you know it's it's always balancing that that against whatever whatever else is up so it's uh, for what it's worth i would say if we're playing like in a in a theater in a um, in that kind of venue in you know say like somewhere in Ohio where you know it's with uh, you know we know that people in the in the crowd have have you know probably seen us already this year um, those are those are the shows where where we're gonna sit in the in the in the green room and be like okay yeah what what deep cuts can we add tonight tonight's the night for the for more deep cuts. Whereas, you know, if, if we have like a, a 60 minute festival slot, it's it, it, yeah. it that's not going to be the right show yeah. for it. Yeah. The promoter's like, oh, hey, I didn't fucking pay you to play, uh, you know, something off Big Life. Uh, <laughs> I played you, uh, paid you to pay some. It's Cletus Van Dam chimed in after that. Um, if that's his real name, his parents are cool as fuck. Um, uh, <laughs> Yes, Deep Cuts Tour, another two album combos, Seven Wishes and Big Life or Big Life and Man in Motion. That would be cool. But again, I mean, I to me, I think what would have been great last year, you guys played the whole, you know, 40th anniversary Dawn Patrol. You, you played that front to back. And then this year, 40th anniversary of Midnight Madness, front to back. And maybe in 2000, you know, the next year, maybe you do another Dawn of Madness where you, you know, play both. And then 2025, hey, the 40th anniversary of Seven Wishes. So, but uh, 
you know. Ooh, love, love some new songs to learn at that point. But uh, <laughs> new to me songs, yeah. Because I, but I, but I feel like Night Ranger. I'm in a relationship with Night Ranger because they don't listen to me. Um, Marily ask. Well, she says no question. I sure enjoyed him being with Night Ranger, and I hope he stays with them. So, <laughs> have you started making demands? You know, with the band saying, "Hey, you know, I'm going to leave, or you guys need to basically call this Eric Levy's Night Ranger." Um, <laughs> You know, have you thought about, you know, say, you know, leaving the band or are you are you happy where you're at? Um, that's that, that's a great question. That's a really good. Uh, as as we were just talking about Garage Mahal, it's uh, I, I'm reminded of uh, when that band was was happening back in the day, they were like, it was kind of a cross-cultural. There were four people in the band, and, and two of us were mid-20s, and two of us were uh, uh, in their 40s, or right around 40. So it's it was kind of like this cross-generational thing, and, and we were the young ones. But it's I remember in those days, I had I had like this absolute, you know, belief that, you know, hey, I'm I'm playing with these with these dudes who are all, you know, good on their instruments and this band should be able to play whatever I want to play. You know, I should I should be able to compose whatever I want and all these guys are good enough to do it. You know, but then it's like the realization like, oh, this band actually, you know, sounds better doing certain grooves and when we try and do other grooves, uh, you know, maybe not so much. And um that's I I think that's a lesson that that took me a long time to really sort out is that it's futile no matter what band you're in, no matter no matter who you're with, to to be like, hey, this is going to fulfill me like in every way, musically. It's and I, I think that's an unfair burden to ever put on on a band. And you know, uh, uh, what I what I love these days is is the outlet of uh, social media, where uh, I it 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 really makes me feel great about everything. Because I'm like when I'm when I'm doing a jam from home and I'm recording it and I'll be like okay you know this is this is the time where I'm you know I have a hundred percent creative control and it's just all about the music and whatever flows out it is what it is but but then it's like doing that then that allows me to show up with Night Ranger and not have any expectation like you know oh it's all you know you guys have to let me, you know, play the way I'm getting, you know, it's not about that. It's, it's about what's going to make the best show for everybody. That, and, and I, that. Yeah. I mean, that basically is what allows you to do, uh, you know, raccoon fornication parts one through 49. Um, uh, and if you guys haven't, make sure you, if you're listening to this, go to Eric's musician page on Facebook and Instagram. He's always um, posting these uh these uh musical selections that he's uh talking about and writing and everything i think really eric you know i, I remember you know me and you at a pub somewhere and i think the issue that's eventually going to arise is you know when you were telling me that you wrote you know every song on atvpo and you didn't get the credit and uh so i think that's probably where eventually you'll see the uh the tensions <laughs> arise Oh, there are two people who should get extra credit for ATVPO, and and that's um, the mix engineer Anthony Fox and Jack. Um, the, the extra work that both of them had to go through, as I, I remember talking to uh, Anthony the night before he was going to start uh, uh, printing, make doing the actual mixes, 
And, um, and he was laughing on the phone with me. He, he's like, none of you know what any of the rest of you played. And it was so, it was so true. Like I, I submitted all my keyboard parts, like just with, you know, whatever tracks that, that, that were sent to me. I had no idea what anybody else was overdubbing. So it's, uh, a, after everybody submitted everything, uh, from what I understand, it was like daily, you know, just Jack and Anthony on the phone with each other, just, you know, sifting through everybody's parts and, you know, trying to find a way to, you know, pick out the good stuff and get it all to fit together. It's, I can't even, I can't even fathom. <laughs> so yeah, if, any, if anybody's deserving of credit for ATVPO, those two gentlemen. Listen, you're being modest. We know you wrote uh, every track on um, that, uh, that record. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Karen Sanders Yingling. How old were you when you started playing keyboards and who are your influences? Hmm. Oh, thank you. That's a fun question to answer. I was uh, five years old when I started, and um, my dad was my first piano teacher. But he, I, I couldn't practice when he was home because he would, it, it would always turn into like another lesson, you know. Which, you know, in retrospect, I'm like, wow, that's awesome, you know. But at the time, being a seven year old kid or whatever, it was, um, <laughs> I, I remember I, I had, I was, the rule was I had to practice a half hour a day. And if I decided I didn't want to, then I couldn't play anymore. It was one or the other. <laughs> that that was the ultimatum they gave me. Uh, but in, in the early years, my um my mom listened to um my mom was listening to a bunch of uh uh like she would only let me listen to uh, Christian music or instrumental music. I was <laughs> so so I was like you know raised on like Christian rock and jazz uh, up until like oh you can listen to oldies rock and roll now because that's a you know. And and yeah. by the time we got cable TV in 1987, it's like, okay, I'm going to watch MTV every day. And, you know, those old rules are, are kind of behind us. But so, so like a lot of like uh, Christian keyboard players that like, you know, mainstream people don't really know about that uh, Michael W. Smith's uh, productions on his albums and Steve Camp, uh, pianist. Uh, I remember checking those guys out a lot. Oh, and uh, Andre Crouch is this uh, um, uh, gospel uh uh he's no longer with us but um my mom loved his album so i would i would check those out all the time uh but then yeah when i got older and started listening to jazz and got way into uh keith jarrett and mccoy tyner and chick korea and uh yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> countless uh, influences that i'm not mentioning but yeah what, ab what about carmen did you listen to a lot of carmen Oh, Carmen. He had um he had like those storytelling songs, yeah, right? Like I don't Sunday's on the way and I want to say the champion. Was that I what it is? I don't know. I just know I had a couple of friends, you know, I'd be like, hey, let's listen to the new Kiss record. And I'm like, hey, we got Carmen. And I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like oh, my mom would have like had a heart attack Kiss. <laughs> Now <laughs> she would have freaked. The uh, the one Christian band I did like it was a little bit later though, and they were a little bit more speed metal. Was Tourniquet? Um, you I'm know, not they, sure I ever checked them out. They would have came out like late '80s, early '90s. So you were already, you know, into your secular phase of having cable and being, um, you know, uh, converted to the dark side. Uh, and Karen also as asked, "Do you have any?" pre-show rituals so like do you like 
you know, throw up and put it in your pocket. Um, you know, any Robin, did you have any pre-show rituals? Um, well, I would always listen through, like make a playlist of the whole set list in order and sing that through um, a glass of wine. <laughs> full glass of wine just because of stage fright and a little bit of yayo huh a little bit of yayo yayo what a little bit of clearly not (laughs) (laughs) clearly not (laughs) no Um, No, i didn't get up to david lee roth level but especially for doing rob halford you know i uh just making sure i had my moves down (laughs) So Eric, uh, yayo? No, that's not my. <laughs> what is your pre-show ritual? Uh, you know, I, I know a little bit of it with you and the guys before you head out, but do you have anything just personal? Oh yeah, well it's right. As far as band rituals, a lot of times we'll we'll have a shot of tequila, and uh, I'll be drinking a beer. It's I I usually I'll I'll drink coffee like right up until the point, you know, maybe like 7.30 p.m. if it's an 8 p.m. show. And I'll and I'll usually ask Carrie for whatever reason. I I don't know if I need his permission or what. I'll I'll be like, Carrie, you think I should I I should have my first beer? <laughs> I don't know why I do that now that I now, mention it. Has as, has Carrie ever said no? <laughs> um no, he's he's the instigator. He's like always. That's <laughs> after the the last show we played, New Year's Eve. After a, after after the show, we're going to dinner, and he adds me like a bottle of tequila. He's like, "Here, can you like sneak this in? <laughs> put put it in the pocket of your hoodie." So I like sneak in the tequila. Oh man, yeah, it car- carries an instigator in a fun way. But as far uh-huh. as like rituals, personal rituals, I guess just I try to just remember to stretch stretch a little <laughs> before I go. that's that's about it stretch drink stretch drink <laughs> right it's not about being healthy it's just about maintaining you know uh uh and uh you know i know you mentioned you know drinking a beer too as a pre-show ritual that is also a uh post-show ritual um a in-show ritual um you know, uh, so, uh, yeah, the, the beer is just, uh, it's not, if, if it's all the time, is it a ritual or is it just the way, you know, like if you watch if like, I, I barely drank in this band, like I would do the, I would do the pre-show tequila shots, but I, but I, I just wasn't much of a drinker for years and years and years until we did those shows with, uh, Sammy Hagar and it was just so much fun just so much fun to be like because oh it's uh uh forgive me i'm spacing on the dude's name now but uh uh being on being on stage right uh was uh michael anthony's side of the stage and 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 michael anthony's been with the same uh he has he's had the same bass tech with him i guess like for decades and and just the coolest the coolest dude so it's like we would be over there like with you know during breaks and jack be talking i'd you know, we'd just go over there and he'd be like pouring shots and we'd be, you know, all cheers and, you know, I'm just, <laughs> it was, oh, just, just good, you know, sit, walking off stage and, and seeing Sammy Hagar, like holding margaritas for you. There, there's nothing, there's yes, nothing like that. You know, so I, I don't know. I started, 
started drinking and found it to be kind of fun. Sounds, I can see why you would want to quit and go back to, you know, Garage Mahal and riding in a van and um, setting up your own shit and, you know, drinking old Milwaukee. Um, so oh, uh, upstairs and, <laughs> and all that. <laughs> all right. uh, yeah, yeah, things, things are good. Tom Fields. I have enjoyed the music for decades and want to thank you for being a huge part of my teen years. Um, uh, so uh, he, thank you, Fitz. Um, uh, will the band have any shows around Southwest Oklahoma in the next year? Um, so, uh, I mean, maybe, this, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe Tom Fields, I know he says enjoy the music for decades. Um, I guess if he's, 21 he's going into his third decade and then mm. would have been a huge part of his teen years so that's how we're going. i guess i have been in the band for 12 years so yeah. that could overlap there decades. we go there we go uh the oklahoma we got the oklahoma date in uh i mean i don't know what the fuck's in southwest oklahoma besides like cows but uh and like Altus <laughs> air force base but uh um, you know, I, I actually just started listening to this singer from Oklahoma who I'd, I had never heard of like before a couple of weeks ago, Zach Bryan. Have you guys checked him out? Mm. No, mm. no, not a <laughs> hasn't, hasn't his name hasn't made it over to the rockers. <laughs> I, I, I can't stop listening to this guy and he's from Oklahoma. It's just like like country music. That's it just real and genuine. Yeah, I just that's right. yeah, my commute this morning. I must have listened to his something in the orange song like for four four times in a row five times in a row. anyway that has nothing to do with night ranger playing southwest <laughs> oklahoma i guess but but props to the state you know you guys are are creating some serious artists out there um what is the oak tulsa or where the uh, flying out okay. there Tulsa's a cool town yeah tulsa's got an artist community too is it Tulsa? Yeah, maybe it's uh, selena kansas i know is the other date but there's a there's a uh there's a there's an Oklahoma date at the end of February. So uh go to night ranger. Uh, you know better than I do. Yeah, go to nightranger.com. It may be there. Um Randy Wolkovich. Obvious question for me is does he think they will make another studio album? I hope so. So so um when are you going to give um Jack, Brad, and Kelly the green light to work? <laughs> on another night ranger record that's what he's asking oh uh <laughs> I, I i i would love to do another studio album i i predict uh, uh if it if it does happen i i i shouldn't say i predict because i'll i'll go with whatever the consensus is but um i i, I would love to see us uh, especially after the pandemic album of you know us all being in our separate places and all recording from home I, I i would love to see another kind of situation like when i first joined the band and it was somewhere in california and you know just going over to jack's every day and him being like you know i don't know if we're going to record keyboards today but you know just show up and hang out and be a part of it and it's you know there really was that kind of kind of feeling uh, especially on that album for for me I, I would love to see something like i know i know we all live in our separate cities but some kind of way for us to all get in a room together and um i i do miss that and i think i think it makes for good music yeah uh 
I hope there's another the old-fashioned way. <laughs> I hope there's a uh, right another one, but we uh, we shall see. Uh, somewhere in California, I know is uh, one of Lisa's favorite records. So uh, really, yeah, she loves yeah. that one. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, Cletus Van Cletus Van Dam. I love that name, oh, Cletus. <laughs> um, he wants to know how you hooked up with the band. Now, if you want the long story. You need to go <laughs> back to one of our earliest episodes, um, and uh, that's the 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 long story. Uh, Eric, you want to tell the short story? I like the. I think it. What was it? Will kind of said, "Hey, yeah, I can give you a condensed." Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, it kind of goes back to the days of uh, when when I first moved to California, which was uh, um, oh, I got up here in two thousand three. And the, and the first call, like literally the first like call I got for any local gig was to, uh, to sub in at this church that I still play at here and there, like <laughs> all these years later, but, uh, but little did I realize uh, that that was where uh, the Blades also attended. And the music director at the time was uh, Willa Vankovich, uh, formerly of the Guess Who, and now of uh, the band Sticks. So, um, Oh, we had a good time. had had some really good bands in those years, and and um, yeah, it's, I I don't know if Will was telling Jack about me or Jack was uh, he had come and and sat in a few times too. He had done like Christmas services with us, you know, coming up and singing a song, stuff stuff like that. So, 2010, um, he was working on a, a solo album, and uh, uh, I, I ended up being a part of it. He got he got me involved, and and then. Uh, oh, meanwhile, then I had been playing with Garage Mahal and our guitar player, Fareed, was leaving the band. And um, and I had really mixed feelings about, you know, what are we going to do in 2011? And, and we were about to go on our on our last tour. Uh, we had like one tour at the end, like between Christmas and New Year's. And the night before we we're leaving for that last tour, I got a call from Jack. Um, like, hey, so Christian, our keyboard player is leaving the band and... Uh, and we're about to do a world tour with Journey and record a new album and go to Japan. Are you interested? And um, and I was like, yeah. So I like I had no idea what to listen for. I went on iTunes that night and my my old iPod, you know, loaded up. But I was like, what should I check out? I, I downloaded the Night Ranger's Greatest Hits, and I downloaded uh, Hole in the Sun. And still to this day, I've you know we've never played, <laughs> never played a song from Hole in the Sun since I've been in the band. But it's I, I'm like on the van tour, like not telling anybody, just checking out the tunes. And yeah, I got got back and um, just went on the roller coaster ride. And every time I hear anything from some somewhere in California, it's it's like it's a little magical for me because it just kind of takes me back to the excitement of um, you know how it all began and and yeah. Mm-hmm. Get, getting a chance to get out there and rock uh that had to be a cool uh phone conversation uh hey do you want to uh you know go on a world tour with journey um even though it would be good to pick christian's mind of why are you leaving the band when we're getting ready to go on a world tour with journey and record a new record um had but, uh, get him on the podcast yep uh, i need to do that uh <laughs> What would have been an interesting story is if accidentally your headphones unplugged and they hear you listening to Night Ranger and, um, you know, all the time and you got to uh, convince them like, oh, I've always old jazz <laughs> and 
80s rock they're my t- they're my things man um <laughs> like, like yeah all right eric uh w or ryan fairman what's your preferred beverage of choice so if someone's going to run into you before the show and they want to give you a gift what should they bring besides yayo (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you in advance for anybody thinking of uh, oh actually the last show we played in japan uh, i went up to the front of the of the stage like to to uh during uh when you close your eyes you know we, we do the breakdown and you know just try you know get everybody singing and 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 this japanese dude is standing in front of the stage and motion to me and i go over and he hands me two of these like right from the stage which is my favorite japanese gum it's called black black <laughs> it's not that you'll find it in america but it's yeah. pretty killing stuff it's made so this- uh, as far as beverage of choice oh i like um I, just, I like drinking IPAs and um and I and and I like a good bourbon but um but the guys don't allow like uh, uh brown alcohol of any sort <laughs> it, it's it uh, I don't know why it's it's off it's off limits tequila is cool vodka is cool but but nothing darker <laughs> um, I have no, you'll have to have them on the podcast to ask that I don't know well, they say it puts you to sleep. Maybe it does, but I, I like bourbon. It's good stuff. Well, for some people, uh, the the dark liquors, whiskey and bourbon, uh, can uh, make you be go from a lovable, you know, Tonka teddy bear to, uh, you know, <laughs> you made green gremlin beans. after midnight. <laughs> yeah. This green bean casserole sucks. Bam, bam, bam. You know. <laughs> shit out of someone so uh i see it um i wonder what the incident was that yeah. like made them do that rule yeah, like was there was there something like that's it we can't have any more brown alcohol around here um shit seems to fly you know grow wings uh if you drink excess uh you know brown alcohol uh you know <laughs> you know we don't get channel six. And then next thing you know, a bottle's in the air. Uh, so, you know, Dude, I mean, I, that, that seems more like tequila to me, though. I don't know. Nah, tequila's, you know, uh, just if you're female, tequila's a lot of like running mascara, you know, missing half your wardrobe. Exactly. Shit. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know. <laughs> Vodka is, you know, usually, you know, a good drunk. Hey, let's go. Uh, let's go find a secluded place. Uh, yeah, your whiskey and your bourbons. Uh, if you can't handle it, it usually turns you into a different person. Like I said, shit grows wings. You know, little things will, you know, piss you off. You know, uh, why? I'm not. An- be drunk by it it's i i i get happier yeah why does pedal fucking working next thing you know see eric up on stage (laughs) fucking beating this shit out of his fucking keyboards (laughs) where's my keytar um so that (laughs) that could be the reason why uh w orion fairman wants to also know do you prefer the seedier joints after a show or does josh drag you to them (laughs) 
All right, I didn't see that question. Uh, uh, so uh, I guess there's uh, that story is out. Uh, I, I I missed it. What was the the? Uh, do you prefer the seedier joints after a show, or uh, does Josh drag you to them? It's that whatever that bar was that was supposed to be like the dive bar of town that we had. That was like the most fun I had all night. Yeah, that was. Like, I mean, it was a yeah. nice. You know, I mean, it was a nice bar. I mean, the people who don't, you know, go to a lot of bars, they might think it's otherwise. But I, I mean, I've been to some shit seedier bars where you walk in and it's like, you know, they hand you a beer and some penicillin. Um, so <laughs> when when we played with, uh, uh, we did the Rick Springfield tour dates, uh, twenty sixteen. I want to say, and. Um, and and we we had done however many shows with them before we we were playing one night at the uh, uh, Biltmore over in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, and 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 Carrie, who's like you know the the more outgoing of of the group, he's he's like this is this is bullshit, you know we should all be hanging out all as bands. Um, I I'm gonna go see what the what the dudes in Drake uh, Springfield's band are up to. And so next thing I know, like like we're all hanging those and those dudes are like, you gotta come to this bar. It's like it's the coolest bar we found in Asheville. We went there last night and they were like so psyched, like yeah, we're going back to that bar. And um, so we like all packed into a van. I don't even know how we all fit and and end up at this bar. And it's it's just like. Yeah, there's like an old style sign and you know neon lights in the window and it's you know just like dartboard and foosball whatever you know but it but it, that was their whole thing they're like we love dive bars so that's what we're all about and, and it ended up being a blast and we ended up hanging with those guys for the rest of the summer it, uh, super super fun hang well i remember that one bar we hit uh in houston i think it's like a maybe a comic book bar or something like that remember Oh, that's right. Uh, what was that place about? Wow, I can't remember. That, that must have been later in that night. That was what was after <laughs> the sh the show, or I don't remember. But uh, mm. uh, but I know uh, about. You know, I know that night we had Andy driving us, and we went to that one. Like I said, that was a fun place, and we played Night Ranger on the jukebox and. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that was all trouble josh unsuper uh unsupervised <laughs> and able to drink with the dv <laughs> um, oh yeah it's it's not you know it's not uh it's not it's not good um but uh uh but people recognized eric from the show earlier in the day so you know eric gotta you know be rock star for a little bit and uh <laughs> um, what were we drinking um we were drinking are we drinking well i know I, I, trying to keep up with you is not an easy feat uh, I'll, you know, I'll say you know when they make the drink so tasty it's you know, <laughs> uh, but we went to a couple like restaurant bars first and uh that were close to the hotel and uh i think they're maybe hurricanes or something like that uh Ooh, did we yeah i think because those could be I think you were saying we were talking about um, Todd, and I think you maybe told a story about drinking hurricanes. I'm like, well, that's what we're going to drink tonight. And oh, and then sure enough, we drank hurricanes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember my hurricane night with Todd in New Orleans. Uh, that was that was a fun one. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we switched to hurricanes and, um, <laughs> you know, I guess yeah. it's telling that I don't really, I'm foggy about any of these details. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Same memory uh, as Andy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he also wants to know when are they going to let you sing more than just a few bars of Don't Tell Me You Love Me? Oh, uh, so we, uh, <laughs> there, there are five of us in the band and, and I am the weakest singer of us all. Like vocally, I mean, I'm, I feel competent with being a backup uh, background vocalist. You know, I, I can hear when I'm not singing in tune, <laughs> but, but to actually get out there and, and sing lead, I'm, I mean, you know, Jack is just, Jack's it, his, he's, he's singing as good as he's ever sung in his life. Listening to him sing, it's like his pitch is just like spot on. He's got his range, he's got his power. Um, you know, and Kelly too, it's, it's like, you know, it, the way his voice has matured as he's aged and it's in, in a lot of ways, I, I prefer hearing his voice now to, to the way that he sounds on, on the albums. I think he's kind of grown, grown into his voice. But, um, you know, we're, we're fortunate to have like two killer lead singers in the band. And then Brad's the guy who sings all the, all the high, uh, whenever you hear yeah. the falsetto stuff, that's, <laughs> Brad. that's Brad doing all of that. So yeah, usually by by the time you know everybody's like kind of been assigned their their parts to sing, you know, it's I can kind of just like you know double somebody at that point. I'll 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 sing like an octave below Kelly or Jack, and okay, you know, I'm doing something. But but singing lead, uh, it's <laughs> uh, yeah yeah it's uh, right. I'm waiting. I'm, <laughs> Thanks for I'm, the enthusiasm I'm, though. I'm waiting for you to uh, cover a uh, Love Supreme just so in the middle of a track i can just hear eric levy go i love supreme i love supreme <laughs> there, that's we used my... to do that with garage mahal except we, instead of singing i love supreme we'd sing garage mahal, garage <laughs> mahal. Uh, oh lord I wonder the, if they uh, still do that. <laughs> uh, that's my only jazz knowledge i got uh um, hey you're quoting john coltrane too I, so yeah yeah that's my questions to eric is like when i try to get into jazz and i listen to like you know john coltrane and i'm like i'll send him a picture of the record i'm listening to i'm like what's the significance of this and mm -hmm. he goes well this was an album that was a you know kind of like the masses could get into before he got complicated and all i could think was this album is complicated <laughs> it gets <laughs> more complicated um so uh yeah coltrane got less and less accessible to the to the masses as as he went along Lisa, what's your thoughts on Coltrane? I have no thoughts on. <laughs> right on. I don't know uh, anything about it. <laughs> I just, I, I just pretend. Um, I no, it's, I, that's totally cool. I have, I have very broad musical tastes. Well, it's like when uh, we we were driving somewhere, and I had my you know satellite radio, and I turn it, you know, I'll occasionally turn it to the jazz station, and I don't know what the fuck they're playing, but uh, I turn it to the jazz station. And it shows who's playing, and Eric's right away is like, "Oh, it's this guy and this guy," and just starts, you know, talking all about them, and you know, uh, you know, you know your shit. Uh, Michael uh, uh, Kabrowski, um, he wants you to turn the keyboards up more. Um, Say, so listen to the uh, older shows <laughs> in like '83, and he says they were much louder in his opinion. So. Uh, um you know next time actually you may want to get jack on the horn after this and say hey 
uh, <laughs> like, he, hey, what's up? I didn't know I was too quiet out there. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, let me, uh, I need you to tell Radley to turn me up. Um, there's there's the there's the person who's who's got the lever un, under their fingers the faders that's yeah our our front of house engineer dave radley and for what it's worth uh the band that he was with before us was uh dennis de young so he's he is used to he is used to mixing keyboards i i know he can do it that's and he's he's the greatest yeah nothing but love and admiration and respect for our friend dave radley uh brian tyler kind of ask the questions that we've already um kind of answered before he asked who inspired you to play the keyboards uh did you grow up in a musical household and uh, who are your favorite players which we've touched but uh i know you talked about your dad playing music but did your mom play music yeah she was um like she her her career was uh she was a preschool teacher and um uh she would uh uh bring her guitar to work with her and 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 hang out and and sing with the kids um so yeah I get, she plays guitar and sings and you know she never did it uh professionally but i guess you know she did make it a part of her of her mm -hmm. job so i guess in a way she 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 kind of did it professionally just not not in the not in the traditional right. sense well next time brad or carrie has to miss there you go uh <laughs> ma get on the plane <laughs> oh i just caught the great the, the great visual of, of like seeing seeing my mom up there with all the lights on her holding, yeah. holding the red guitar just beating the shit out of brad's whammy bar <laughs> um <laughs> now she had uh, steel string uh, acoustic guitar i never heard her play electric uh, well, you're going to find out. Um, <laughs> Today is a day I'm going to change everything, start a new 